shirt and then I forgot I already own this tie and I could not be more pleased with myself. I'm so God do I not address me, you know? I always say that. I'm Cameron Esposito I'm your host. You can clap it up for me. Don't feel weird about it. So glad to be back here. I was out of town last week. I missed you. I'm sure you wherever you were, whether you're here or at home missed me too. We had a great lineup of comics tonight. I love them all, but I also love my co-host, who's coming to the stage right now. Let's hear for Rhea Butcher, guys. Oh, hey. That would be me. Hi. What's up, bud? <laughs> you know, not much. You look cool. I like your outfit, too. It's very... Oh, thank uh, you. What's that movie you made me watch? And then Robert Downey Jr. is like, Get over. I'm not, he's like... Less than zero? Yep, that's yeah. the one. Um... <laughs> I'm very... I don't know what's happening with this shirt. No, but you look like James Spader's character. Sure, yeah. In Rip? Yeah, Rip. <laughs> From Less Than Zero. From Less Than Zero. You guys yeah. know it. Also, remember when I was like, you know that one movie made me watch, and then she got it immediately, we're fiancés of each yeah. other. That's how, clearly, she did that. Oh, well, it's a little weird you didn't clap. Honestly, I'll say that. <laughs> what a bunch of dicks. It's a little weird you didn't clap. We like just one, okay? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I mean, like, I get it, we're in California, but, like, seriously, for the next, like, five to ten years, you better fucking clap for that. <laughs> it's bizarre that you like, can Are you guys trying to sit down? You can sit. Yeah, come on in. I think there's two little spots there. Yeah, there's two spots. Yeah. There's just one spot. Yep, just one. Okay. Not, you guys can't. Oh, you work here. Thank you. <laughs> So it's just you, and you just needed the one spot. So it was perfect. perfect. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Sometimes. We were in Texas. Yeah, we were in over Texas. the weekend. That was hot. It was really hot. That was a hot state. What are they doing during the day? Is anyone from Texas? So hot. Is there anyone, yeah, you're from Texas. Where Where are you? You oh right. oh directly in Hello. front. <laughs> yeah, you threw. Do you? Is that? Did they teach you that? And te- you threw your voice. Like a lasso. To the back, I think. Yeah, you, yeah it was like a lasso. You were like, whoa, back here. <laughs> Super, because you're like so good at lassoing, you're like, from behind the back. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man, you remember, did I ever tell you about mutton busting? What did you just say to me? Well, one time, one Are time. Are we holding hands on yeah. stage? This... <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> What? So only one time I ever went to a rodeo, and probably I can't go again because you're a vegetarian, so I'm a vegetarian, so we probably can't go to the rodeo. Um, 
We but, can go to the rodeo and protest the rodeo. Right, right, right. Or we can go to the rodeo and just and just cry. Right, right, right. We can make a little vegetable rodeo at home. Oh, with like little carrots riding on potatoes? Yeah, I was going to say green pepper. Okay. But I'll accept is the green pepper riding on the potato or is the carrot riding on the green the pepper? The carrot's riding on the green pepper. Okay, I thought so. Because if you think about the, re- you know, it's like, anyway, um, sure. So I was at a rodeo just one time. Yep. And at one point in the rodeo, there was like a halftime show. That's not what it was called, but you understand. <laughs> and yeah, come on in. Don't feel stressed. Although I don't know that there's seats, so I literally think yeah. you're just going to sit right there. Right? Hi. Hello. Hey, how are you? It's going great. We're right about to talk about mutton busting. You didn't miss it. So there I was at the rodeo. <laughs> and there was halftime. And then over the announcement, they were like, Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. Except they had, you know, like different and then voices. Like, dun-na, 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 yeah. <laughs> the Chicago Bulls came out. Sky Pippen was like, What is that song? That's the, like, I don't know, little keyboards that they play when basketball players are coming. No, I don't think that's ever been played in a basketball scenario. Have you been to an NBA game? Yes. I feel like that was a Scissors Sisters what? concert no, that you just please. launched into. Actually, Imagine technically... like LeBron coming out to just... It's like very clown car. I'm not saying... I can't make a synthesizer with my face. You can't go like... You can't go like... Anyway, you can't be like... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um... Then they said, ladies and gentlemen, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. Do you feel like you're at home? Um, <laughs> it's time for the mutton busting. And that is apparently, I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know if they do it in Texas. This was in Colorado. So number one, this was even before weed was legalized there. This was just something, an idea a sober person had. And there were big sheep and poofy and children and then they would take a child and put a football helmet on that child and then they would put that child on the back of a sheep and then they would hit the sheep and then the sheep would run and the child would try to stay on using just arms and legs oh my god that sounds like terror for both parties yeah i mean i don't you know? think the she- well yeah i don't think any sheep is like you know get on not jazzed about yeah. that right Especially because it's kids. Like, you know those kids are just peeing all over those sheep. Oh, God. I just had this cleaned! That's a little joke. Um, <laughs> they just turned into a piece of felt. But, but like, that's also super dangerous. Like, so many of yeah. those kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's okay, because if you're going to, like, if that's what you're starting, you're probably just, you're, you're probably just going to wear a football helmet forever. You yeah, know what I mean? for the it's rest. not ever going to be, gonna be your part thing. of your life. Um, but we were in Texas. It was very hot. Yeah. You could feel the heat. Yes. And I was saying it felt like a person was next to me going, It's hot! That's how hot it was. <laughs> Just going like, ah! The whole time. That's how hot it was. The breath of someone that's yeah. just eaten raisins. The breath of a bunch of people. <laughs> you know how after you eat raisins, you're like, ah, you know, Terrible, hot, hot, sweet breath. <laughs> you have a very specific raisin experience. Yeah. <laughs> Them shits are real hot. You know what I'm saying? I can't eat them in the summer. <laughs> no raisin. This summer. ain't raisin weather. I always say. <laughs> a 
Well, what is it, August? I like time for raisins. I only eat raisins in the winter. You know, very much a winter raisin eater. <laughs> Remember the thing about raisin in the sun and how that was like a real problem and stuff? That's what that's about. <laughs> so we were in Texas. And... And we went to a show, and there was no proper green room at this... We were performing at a well, bar. no proper green room. There was no green room. Right. There was, there was no, there was no well, room. There was a, they said, was go in here, and it was just another bar. Yeah, we went into the bar next door. And they're like, that's the green room. Is this it's bar. a public green room it's where a, you everyone is there. <laughs> Everyone's there. The show isn't yeah. in here. Um, the, the show is next door. And I went into the bathroom to get my vest on, obviously. <laughs> she never arrives vested. You know, you must... Invest <laughs> later on. So I went to the bathroom to get my vest on, and a woman was in there, and she was in there putting on her makeup when I went into the stall. And then when I came out of the stall after having, she was like still just like doing the same lashes. <laughs> she was taking up the whole sink. And I just like kind of just, well, first I, I wiggled in there and washed my hands, so you guys, I'll be real with you. But then I was just like, tie my tie but behind her looking over her and she realized what I was doing and she said uh, <laughs> what was that <laughs> there was two things going on number one English was not this person's this person's first language okay. and that is totally fine number two alcohol was yeah <laughs> Like, she was definitely an English language learner. Sure. And then she had dr- drunk a bunch of things. Yes. And then she was putting on a lot of makeup. And she was like, and I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, hello. <laughs> and she said, what's your name? Which is always like, oh, I don't know. Why are we talking about this? I can't. Like, where is this going to go? What's your name? Cameron. Oh, my God. And then, like, and that's how we met. We're best friends. <laughs> we met in the bathroom <laughs> of a bar. You know, like, it's not ever going to, I don't know what she, you know, what she wanted. I, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's Cameron. And she was like, why are you putting your rest on? That looks worse. <laughs> <laughs> How rude. It was rude. Also, incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> Completely wrong. I looked fucking great, better in a vest. Also, like, at the same time, I mean, I wasn't saying to her, like, why are you putting Who's this for? What guy thinks you your feet are shaped like that? You know, like, <laughs> you didn't say any of that? No, I didn't shame her for being the gender that she was. But she tried to shame me, and then she tried to grab my tie. She tried to grab my tie. You never grab... I got so scared, I couldn't even say it. Whoa! Whoa. You never never grab a woman's tie, was what I was going to say. You gave yourself a jump scare. I was like, oh no, I should not (laughs) grab a woman's tie. I can't even say it. Remember at the end of Saw... When like then they grab sure. the yeah the tie's been yeah the whole time and then, um, yeah. but it's anyway it doesn't matter um <laughs> so she tried to get my tie so I was like oh this isn't happening which is also a funny response just just deny the existence of the current thing 
this isn't happening. It was very Sabrina the Teenage Witch, right? <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Bing. That's I Dream of Jeannie, sorry. I meant to, yeah, I don't I meant remember, to wiggle my nose. I don't remember and, how Sabrina the Teenage Witch made things happen. I think a cat walked by. Sure, yeah. A very, like, And then they were like, creepy. we are the ants, you know? Um, right. I think that's what the plot of that show was. Not tiny bugs. And then Ferguson came in the window. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Whatever. Um, Ferguson came in the window? No, that was Sam. Ferguson's the brother. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um... <laughs> My point is that I, uh, I told her I had to leave. <laughs> I have to leave now. And she said, not for giving me a hug. <laughs> and she hugged me ugh, with her body. Disgusting. It was disgusting. I didn't know her. She grabbed me so tight. She also Sometimes. insulted your vest. Yes, exactly. You oh, now you want you to touch it? Hug a person after you've insulted your, their vest? You're basically being another vest That's on top right. of their vest. That's exactly right. Oh, you hate vests so much. Why can you I the be the vest? <laughs> That's not all right. Great point, Ria. Thank you. <laughs> That's actually how lesbians have sex. Did you guys know that? We put our vests on top of each yeah. other. Yeah. <laughs> just put them down. We call it like, vesting. Oh, it's that's a thing. Look at how cute they are. Yeah. They're putting their buttons together. <laughs> oh, the buckles now. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny for me. A weird... <laughs> the weird thing is that I find that men sometimes uh, say shit to you when they shouldn't say shit to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but women touch you. Me. Yeah. Men say shit to me that men shouldn't say shit to me, that they shouldn't say to me. But men, but women touch me. Yeah. I find myself often touched by women. Some women pick you up. Yes, that's true. Without asking. Yeah, physically pick me up. <laughs> physically pick you up. Not yeah. like, hey, want to go get out of here? No, they're like, like yes, I'm going to pick you up. Um, and then no. they thrust you in the air. That happened in San Francisco. Yeah. It was the most recent time that it happened, and it was an amazing thing because there was a woman there with a group of her friends, and her friend said, she's a police sergeant, so she's got to pick you up. And I said, no. <laughs> and then, and then she, she said, yes. <laughs> and she benched you. She did. She physically picked me up. Clean and jerk. It definitely jerk. feels like a... Real small thing to bitch about with everything we're hearing about from the police. Oh, sure. <laughs> One time I got physically picked up. You understand. <laughs> okay, how do we end this? I'm not sure. Do you want to bring a comic out? Yeah, we should bring and a comic out. And just do out. the show then? Yeah. Uh, yes. Great. <laughs> yeah, we should do the show. So we'll end it with the show. Yeah, we'll end it by we'll starting the We'll end the, the hosting show. set with the entire show. Yes. So it'll be kind of a long closer. Yeah, long closer. You guys are going to have to wait a while. Yeah. Okay, well, that's Rio Butcher. Cameron Esposito. What I like about doing this show is that sometimes when we're on stage together, people are like, yeah, fuck yeah, from, right from the beginning. And then sometimes people are like, we're not sure. We like it, but what is it? <laughs> and I do feel a little bit like that's just what happened now. <laughs> I'm not saying it didn't go well. I'm just saying there were a couple moments in there where you guys were like, 
Oh. Huh. That's just part of the experience. I mean, whether or not each line lands with a huge, uproarious laugh, or two women meandering on stage and just fucking taking up your time. And I feel great about that. So you guys, uh, this first comic, I can't even remember who's coming up first, Rhea. Oh, it's George. This first comic is a recent L.A. transplant. He from, came here from San Francisco. He was not the female police officer that picked me up. But a super funny dude, and you're going to love him. Let's hear it right now for George Ten, Guys, give it up for George. Oh, hey. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I had lunch the other day. Woo! All right. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, I had lunch with this friend of mine I hadn't seen in a very long time, old friend of mine. He was my same age. Uh, he went to Harvard. I did not. Uh, he's married with two children. I'm here with you. And he had started this tech company back in the day that got bought by AOL, and they made him one of the youngest vice presidents of AOL. So he's paying for lunch. He's like, how's stand-up comedy going? This is how it's going, you guys. This is never better than this. Actually, this is pretty good. Uh, but thinking about it on paper, this friend of mine, he's got like, this perfect life, right? He's got the career, family, all of it. But he's not really better than me, right? Thanks. Um, he's not really that much better than I am, because he still has an AOL email address for work. Oh, you guys are on Earthlink? Cool. Good to know. Uh, as uh, Cameron mentioned, I'm from San Francisco. The other day, I went out. thought I was going to see a free comedy show. Turned out there was a band playing. Ugh, music, right? Who cares? Uh, this band was led by an African-American gentleman, uh, acoustic guitar, harmonica. He was a singer. He was accompanied by an Asian drummer with dreadlocks, playing with brushes. Uh, upright bass player, ethnicity irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> bongo player, trumpet player, and they were covering Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. And now I don't ever want to feel like I did that day. That's where I drew some blood, guys. Um, hey, uh, it's my four-year anniversary of doing stand-up comedy, you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Second anniversary writing jokes. Uh, First two years, a lot of snapping. I know that was about. But uh, very early on, I was at a party with a friend of mine. And she was like, hey, you got to talk to this guy at this party. He's real weird. He wants to become a stand-up comedian. He has no idea how to start. you got to talk him the process. Show him the ropes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been like killing it in the game for like six months. That's enough time to mentor someone in an art form, right, guys? <laughs> so I talked to this guy at this party. He's real weird. I'm like, great. You got that part down. Uh, look. <laughs> There's no secret to stand-up comedy. You just got to do what all your favorite comics did. You just got to go to an open mic. It's real rough. It's not the greatest time. Just a lot of indignation. But uh, you just got to take it. You just got to do the open mic. All your favorite comics had to do it. And he says, look, I'm not ready to do an open mic, but do you want to hear a joke? <laughs> and I was like, sure. And he says, the WNBA. 
And that silence, that, oh, that is exactly what, that's appropriate. I think that's the appropriate response. But it's a party, you guys. Like, he's being vulnerable with me. He's sharing his creativity, his, like, word origami. I can't leave him hanging. I give him something. So I just say, oh, I don't really follow sports. (laughs) And he says, oh, you don't have to follow sports to get that joke. And I'm like, yeah, you just have to hate women. Actually, I think you're ready for open mics. <laughs> Stand-up comedy might be your game. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, again, am from the Bay Area where we don't really have an entertainment industry, so that's why I come down here all the time. But, uh, so it was a very rare occurrence that I got asked to be part of a script reading. A friend of mine wrote a script for a feature film. She's like, I've got to keep it real secretive. I'm not going to give you the scripts ahead of time. A bunch of comedians just show up at a theater like this. We're all just handed manila envelopes uh, with, like, scripts in them. Our lines are highlighted. And we just do this round-robin style reading for all the characters. And uh, fell asleep during the script reading, you guys. <laughs> they gave out free pizza, so whose fault is that, really? Uh, so I'm in this carb coma. I get nudged awake by the person next to me when it's time for me to do my lines. And I wake up to this description for the character I'm supposed to do. Uh, The narrator describes him as such. She says, he's an FBI agent who is Native American and has a Fu Manchu mustache. (laughs) And I'm like, I I don't know if you can have all those things. (laughs) It's like a weird riddle, like choose any two, not all three. (laughs) And then you guys just woke up. I got about like one second to decide. Am I really going to do this right now? You guys, not really an actor. I'd never done a Native American accent before. <laughs> but I think I nailed it. Because <laughs> afterwards we were like, hey, that was fucked up. <laughs> right uh, you guys want to talk about gentrification? <laughs> well, I, okay, well, let's do it. Uh, where I'm from, we talk about it all the time. You know, typical signs of gentrification, like you live somewhere, then it's like a dog collar store. You know, it's like some stuff that's like handcrafted stuff that should be for people, but it's for their pets instead. Uh, second sign of gentrification is you live there. Uh, got me thinking, what do you think the opposite of gentrification is, you guys? Uh, opposite gentrification, I think it's the Halloween Superstore. You guys know what I'm talking about? If you're not familiar with the Halloween Superstore, I mean, it's a great business model. You're a store that's open one month out of a year. Just kick back and warehouse those witch hats for 11 months, you guys. I don't know the technical name for WeChat. It's also what their financial statements look like. And it's always in the empty, barren husk of a Borders or a Blockbuster or some other business that's been decimated by Amazon, you guys. Uh, It's sort of like the retail equivalent of salting the earth of your enemies so nothing else can grow there. Um, But my favorite thing about a Halloween Superstore, you guys, it's kind of like a costume for a building. (laughs) And what are you supposed to be? I'm the ghost of a formerly thriving retail district and a symbol of a vanishing American middle class. <laughs> no, you're a sexy ghost of a vanishing American middle class. <laughs> Guys, how long do you think it's going to be until all of Detroit is a Halloween superstore? <laughs> too soon? It is like mid-July, you guys. It's way too soon for Halloween jokes. All right, bring back Cameron Esposito, everyone. I've been George Chen. Good night. Oh man, I just have to share this with you guys. 
Because it is one of the funniest... Well, I'm trying to look at it as one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. When I was, like, six years old, <clears throat> excuse me, I went camping for the first time with my dad. And I was, you know, about six years old height. And I had a Jodie Foster haircut because, of course. Uh, it was 1988, so it was appropriate. And then I had, like, little board shorts on, like, 90s board shorts. And then I had a Batman t-shirt that was too big because everything from 1986 to 2004 didn't fit anyone, right? <laughs> Which I can't wait to show pictures of myself as a kid to my kids and they'll be like, why did you dress so terribly? <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's besides the point. So that's what I was wearing, just a little kid. And I went into a camping, like a campsite bathroom. It wasn't a latrine, it was an actual public restroom, like the one with the door, like catty corner doors or whatever. So I went in as a child by myself because it was with my single parent dad, my visitation dad. He did not go in with me. I went in and there was an old man, janitor, cleaning the bathroom. And he said, what the hell are you doing in here? You get out of here. This is the women's restroom. And thus began, began the rest of my life. Um, and that happening at least monthly for the rest of my life. But the best, like, ending point of that to when I just said, like, this is never going to bother me again happened the other day in Texas. We stopped in a grocery store to grab some food uh, and just stopped for a minute. We went into a Kroger, and I was like, I'm going to hit the restroom before we leave. And I went in, and I since I had that experience at 6, for the next 26 years, I just blast into bathrooms so nobody can even see me. Like, I just go in as fast as possible, get into the stall, and get out of there. Like, eyes forward at the sink, and I get out. Wash my hands super fast. I got in, and I could see out of the corner of my eye there was another person, like, behind the door as it opened. And I could feel their presence. And all of a sudden, this guy goes, Hey, what do you think you're doing in here? This is a women's restroom. And I went and turned around because I had a hat on. And then he saw my boobs, apparently, and was like, oh, I thought you was a guy. Now, the kicker of both of these stories is that they were men in the women's restroom trying to police the women's restroom and tell me that I could not be there. So I'm not sure what the punchline is to this joke yet, but I appreciate you listening to me work it out because... It is absolutely ridiculous that uh, that is even a problem because there, there, there are men in the bathroom already cleaning it. It doesn't fucking matter who's in the bathroom. If men can go in the bathroom and clean the bathroom, anybody can go in the bathroom and use the bathroom. It doesn't matter. So we should just let anybody use whatever bathroom they feel they need to use. Because it's a goddamn bathroom. Thank you. Just, who cares? Just go use the bathroom. God, I just have to pee. Oh, anyway, thank you for letting me talk about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it funnier, but I appreciate you letting me uh, talk about it for now. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, our next comic, it is his first time on the show, and I'm really glad to have him here. But every time we have a comic, when it's their first time on the show, we give him an extra warm welcome. So please welcome from Liquid Feet, uh, Mr. David Child, please. <laughs> So sweet. Oh, guys, I want to get serious for a second. Talk about some spooky doings. 
had some real spooky doings happen to me recently. Starts on a little app called Tinder. Gets spooky. It gets, oh, I hear the groans because they're like, this is going to be spooky. Here's what happened. I got a, I got a match and I got a message. I got a message before I messaged the lady. Spooky. <laughs> Super spooky. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll check out who this lady is. I'll look at the lady's profile. I go to the profile, and the profile was gone! <laughs> so I went back to the message, and the message was gone! <laughs> I was tendering a ghost. <laughs> Contacted Tinder. They were like, Allison, we haven't had an Allison here in 30 years. <laughs> this is what I imagine happened. This is what I think happened. I think there was a horrible accident. Everyone died. Blood everywhere. Because this lady was swiping. She was... <laughs> Swiping like a mad woman. And she died. Uh, I know, I know. Oh, God, I know. But she had some unfinished business. She just needed one person, one soul out there to swipe right. That's what I did. That's what I did. I set that soul free. So it looks like there's happy endings after all on Tinder. Guys, sometimes I feel so fat I want to cut myself. A piece of cheesecake, am I right, ladies? <laughs> ladies. <laughs> ladies. <laughs> For the podcast listeners, I high-fived not a lady. <sighs> I gotta stop hitting on women at the Olive Garden. Because when I'm there, they're family. <laughs> yep. I'm trying to make it in this Holly world. Hollywood world, Holly weird world. I'm trying to make it, which means I'm walking some dogs. I'm walking some dogs sometimes. Step by step. Chase some dogs, chase some fame. It's what you do. And I was at this couple's house, and I was getting the key for their house from the husband. And as I was talking to the husband, I heard a door open, and I turned, and I just saw this woman just naked, just full-blown, no clothes on, flip it flapping in the wind, <laughs> just exposed. You know what naked means. Just all of, <laughs> all of it was out. And I didn't, I didn't react the way I thought... I was going to react. I didn't, when you think, when you grow up and you, you think you're going to see boobs suddenly, a part of you thinks you're just going to go like, boobs? What? What? 
But I didn't. All I did was... All I did was say, like, hey, and then turn back to the husband, continue talking. This is awkward now, because I have to still walk the dog sometimes, so I see her, and I know so many intimate things about her. I can, just a few seconds, and I know exactly, exactly what shade her areola is. Just so intimate. I could pick it out on a wall at Lowe's. I know it so well. Okay, you guys are with me on that one. <laughs> Do you guys know what um, the demons from Hellraiser are called? You guys know? Anyone know? Cenobites is the correct answer. Remember that, because the wrong answer is Semites. I learned that. <laughs> it's not the right answer. Was asked the question, I'm like, those things? Of course I'm anti those things. <laughs> Demons from hell come up with weird things on their head, try to make bargains with you. <laughs> they looked at me real funny, so I'm like, I think I might be getting this. Are we talking about the ones from Hollywood? The ones from, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm working on a voiceover reel for my, uh, for my Hollywood world, and my best voice is are Monster, Baby, and Bobcat. So this is what, this is happens to be the case. This is what my voiceover reel sounds like right now. Monster, Baby, Bobcat. All in one scene. Make it easy for people. <clears throat> oh, there's someone at the door. I better get the door. A baby. What's a baby doing at the door? Watch out for the bobcat. Wow. Wow. Now, when I first said that joke, I said cougar instead of bobcat. So everyone thought the first voice was the cougar. It's okay. My husband won't be home for a very long time. You clean that pool so well. Thanks, I'm Dave Child, everyone. Dave Child, you guys. All right, our next comic is a friend of the show, and we love it when he stops by, and you guys should pick up his album, Scaredy Cat, because it is out now. You guys, give it up for Tony Sam. Oh, shit, a ukulele. If you want to lose friends, tell them you're picking up playing that thing. I'm thinking about playing the ukulele someday. We're not friends anymore. Uh, I thought about just bringing it out here and not ever touching it. Just to be so meta, you know? Oh, my God. So, there you go. Thank you, guys. That's my time. Good night. Ho! You keep them wanting more! So, uh, you know, I was walking the dog in front of my apartment, and this, this girl, this girl is so rude. I'm just walking the dog, and this girl, every time I see her out front of my apartment, she's like this. She makes this fucking, like, I smell chip face, you know? 
And I'm like, oh, sorry, you're too good for yo-yo tricks. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That's my time. Good night. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, someone just got it, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, boy. Guess what? Came up with that sitting backstage. So you're welcome! <laughs> oh, boy. Old T-Bone, let me tell you. Old T-Bone's got something on his mind he wants to talk about. I, uh, so, that's me. I'm T-Bone. I should have said that. I should have started by telling you I am T-Bone. Uh, man, this is, this is when you're supposed to go camping, I guess. Everybody I know wants to go camping in summertime. And uh, guess what? Uh, is there anyone here that actually likes camping? A couple? Couple idiots, couple idiots like camping. That's that's good. Camping is the worst. It's terrible. It is awful. You're like, yes, praise Jesus. Oh, he knows. He knows what I know. Camping is the fucking worst. Anytime someone's like, hey, Tony, you want to go camping? All I hear is like, hey, stupid. You want to smell like B.O. and fire for six days? You want that stupid? Hey, hey, Tony, you want to get woken up in the middle of the night by a raccoon clawing into your tent because your fat ass forgot half a Snickers bar in your pocket? Hey, Tony, you want to karate chop at bees over a hand sandwich? <laughs> get out! I always say that because that just happened. Two bees had sex on my ham sandwich. I'm like, well, I'm just, I'll be over here. Let me know when you're done. Because I like ham with honey. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I like, I mean, really, my favorite part of camping, I guess, is the getting ready to go camping, like the packing to go camping, because I feel like packing to go camping simulates what moving would be like if your entire life fell apart. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess I just need this sleeping sack and this can of beans. Let's go have fun in the woods. (laughs) It's so terrible. I got my grammar corrected at a Burger King. That's a load of horse shit, huh? I thought that was like a safe space. I thought that was a grammar safe space. Like the one place all grammar bets are off. You walk in there, you can say supposedly or nuclear. Inter- interchange your and your, the possessive and the your. And everyone's like, that guy knows what he's talking about. But I went in there, and I went to order some Whopper Juniors, as one would. And uh, my friend goes, so I, I order. I go, hey, give me two Whopper Juniors. And my friend goes, well, actually, it's Whoppers Junior. <laughs> and to clarify, she goes, you know, like attorneys general... I said, we're talking about hamburgers here, you fuck. <laughs> so I was like, uh, 
well, actually, you're a cocksucker. So, buy me hamburgers, Bill. Thank you so much. Guys, uh, I, wrote a, I wrote a couple of short, so- short songs. Don't want the podcast listeners to miss that. Oh, you guys like that. Good. Uh, there, well, there it is. Do you want to be a doll and bring that over? Would you just be a doll? Give him a hand for whatever. All right, all right. Well, I should say I don't really know how to play the ukulele. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, yeah, so these are a couple short songs. They're very short. Don't get too invested. Okay? Because it's just going to end. You're going to be like, oh, I, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, here we go, all right? Uh, I'll tell you the title of the song uh, after I sing it. Okay? Because it's kind of, that's the the point. You look like you're on the edge of your goddamn seat. (laughs) All right, here we go. (laughs) Okay, here we go. (laughs) It's a Saturday night on Valentine's Day. The couples all swarm the Sizzler Buffet. Ooh, it's the perfect storm. That one's called the perfect storm. (laughs) Have you ever been on a fucking Sizzler on Valentine's Day on a Saturday? Oh my God, all these things, it's like chaos. All right, here, this is, a, this is a short one, okay? Here we go. Real short. This is even shorter. You burn my toast. And these eggs are bullshit. I'll see your ass on Yelp. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see your ass. I mean, that's, a, that's from a real experience. I had a bad breakfast, and I yelped about it. I thought... That needed to be a song. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guy in the front row, uncross your arms and open yourself to the experience. Thank you so much. That was an impromptu, improvisational song. This one you keep in your back pocket. You know what I mean? All right, so here we go. This, uh, this is another short, short song. Here we go. She stole the gnome off her father's lawn. (laughs) She rubs her ass on a pole till dawn. Ooh, I think it's safe to say she's got daddy issues. Thank you so much. You know, I kind of can sing, just can't play an instrument, so... That's the cross I bear. I apologize. (laughs) All right, here we go. This is the last song. Enjoy. (laughs) It's also my favorite. She took a walk on my chest. She sat on my face at night. She put her feet on the kitchen table. 
for shitting in a dirty box. Is she a hillbilly woman in a trucker hat? Or is she just my fucking cat? Yeah, that's my cat. Guys, thank you so much. I'm Tony Sam. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. Guys, keep it going for Tony. That was a real long just. I didn't think he was going to be able to hold that just. You know? It was a long fucking just, right? Celine Dion level just, right? And that's the pinnacle. I love Celine Dion. Okay, that's just an aside to kind of get the temperature of whether or not I like you. And I, I'm not sure. You know, I feel like it's... What a bunch of sweeties. How is, how's the floor? Are you chilling? They seem like they're chilling. And you guys are so cute up front. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, I like that you posed. And I like that you didn't use the arm that's actually resting on something. <laughs> no, this is how you're... Yeah, you got two hands holding up that little head. How long you guys been together? Seven months. Seven months? What a what little sweeties. Let's hear for them. Seven months. That explains so much. About the touching. Just give it like a few more months. And you're like, get away! It is hot and this bed is too small. How can that be true? We are both women. It's just a short play I just wrote. Oh. You guys, I am engaged. That is true. I am engaged. And I am going to marry a woman. And that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. This is on purpose. I'm trying to tell you. I want you to know it's okay to look at me and think, well, that is a lesbian. Sometimes it is okay to judge a book by its very gay cover. If you see a book and that book has a side mullet, that book is a lesbian. It is fine to think so. Two women getting married is still new. It's new to me. You know, it took us two years from the day we got engaged to the day we set a date. That whole time we were just stalemating, trying to figure out which one of us is going to step up and be the wife and plan the thing. And I'm not learning nothing about cupcakes. Turns out neither is she. So we've decided to throw all convention out the window. We're going to slip and slide down the aisle to the sounds of the Furious 7 soundtrack. (laughs) It's going to be a great wedding! (laughs) Besides people have questions like, they'll be like, wait a minute, two women? Two women getting married? Who? Who asks who? And the answer is, 
whoever can afford a ring. <laughs> also, we're women. We make 70 cents on the dollar. Sometimes that's neither of us. That's why I have created a pilot program wherein lesbian couples are paired with gay male couples and then they buy us a ring. I'm getting my 30 cents on the dollar bag. I'm calling the program Guys on the Prize. I think it's going to sweep the nation. I don't know if it's my age. I'm a lesbian, so I look like a 15-year-old boy forever, but I'm in my early 30s. Or it's feeling comfortable in this relationship, but I will tell you, I, I am a changed woman. You can see, now, for the first time in my life, I want to have a baby. <laughs> no, no. This is new. Like, they don't even make maternity vests. Do you... but I thought I would, like, buy or steal kids. <laughs> I have never wanted to just, like, grow a baby in my body. But now, suddenly, my body's just like, I want to build something! <laughs> I've been trying to distract it with Lego sets. <laughs> and now my apartment is covered in Star Wars vehicles. <laughs> I think part of the reason that I've never wanted to grow a baby is very intimidating to me. The process. Like, man, when a baby comes out, it's got a full head of hair. That means if you reverse that, if you reverse that right before that baby was born, that mom, she had a full head of a stranger's hair <laughs> inside of her body. It grew in there. <laughs> and I don't feel comfortable with that. In fact, I don't think we feel comfortable with that as a society. We will throw away soup if it has one hair <laughs> in it that is not our own. A head of hair and it came from the inside already? Come on! <laughs> Plus, whenever I imagine childbirth, I just imagine like one little arm pops out of my vagina and then it unzips me. <laughs> and I do not think that is that off base. sure if we're going to do this, but I will acknowledge if we decide to, we will have to get like, uh, you know, takeout. <laughs> or whatever. Because we don't have all the raw materials for a baby in our kitchen. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. It's, uh, it's definitely a delivery and not a DiGiorno situation. <laughs> because I do not like a rising crust, it turns out. <laughs> There's some power in that. Deciding who the father of your child will be, who will donate genetic material, and doing it without loving that person. Because sometimes you just kind of end up with a dude, I think, some women. <laughs> There's straight women, right? That's a thing. 
And then, like, whatever he's bringing to the table, that's what you got. But see, we get to pick. We get to pick. And a lot of times, I think, women in that situation, women in my situation, they'll go and they'll pick, like, the best one. He went to Harvard. Where he was the president of Harvard. At the time that he was a student there. That's not me. That's not what I want. See, I think I'm going to pick like an average to below average guy. Because, I mean, I have parents. I've seen what having kids does to a relationship. That kid messes up. You wonder, whose side did that come from? See, I'm talking about loading the dice. I just shoot real low. And I'm going to be a great parent. But if I'm not, and that kid messes up, that ain't on me. His dad was the worst. You guys have been great, man. You so much. Cool, cool. You guys, we got two final comics on the show. They are both wonderful. The show's been great so far. You're spoiled. You're spoiled by joy. Don't worry. There's more presents on their way. It is a, it is a seven birthdays kind of a day. You're having a dog year birthday. This next comic is so... She's a hilarious lady. She's also, you've probably seen her on your televisions. Uh, she's a cast member on Saturday Night Live. And uh, she's, she's also a pal of mine. Let's hear right now for Sashir Zameda, guys. Get up for Sashir. Great. Just fucking take a minute with that. I like your leg tattoo. How'd that feel? Yeah, I guess so. And then just you've got arm, leg, and then you're like, I'll mix it up and do the other side for the calf. That's cool. Do you have anything in here, this area? No. You looked at me like I was crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you already went with, like, upper, th- upper outer thigh. I actually feel like upper inner thigh would be better, right? We're all agreed. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is that? I can't even tell. It's a cassette tape. Is it cassette tape? Yeah. How old are you? <laughs> you're young. Yeah, you're young. Did you ever see one of those? <laughs> It's like not that far away from getting a phonograph on here. <laughs> well, you clicked the two coconuts together and made music. <laughs> what cassette tape is it? Is it a specific it's just a blank. blank cassette tape? Yeah, that's what life is, right? <laughs> you know what the you know what the 
You know what the key to any relationship is? You gotta find your pencil. It's a great joke. I don't, if you don't, it's a great joke. It's just really good. How's 27 going for you? Yeah, no complaints? Do you have it all figured out? No. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, don't, I would I'd be so nervous if you were 27 you thought you did. Because that's the worst. Because like 22 is like, I don't know anything! And then 27 can be real divisive where it's like, I know everything. And then there's like, I still don't know anything. And I actually think that still don't know anything. Then you're going to hit 30 and you'll be like, I know some stuff. And then you get 31 you'll be like, my boobs used to be different. Um, <laughs> that's kind of how it goes. And that's true for anybody. Like, I don't care what's going on with your body across the board. 31 is like, huh. Oh, well. I guess I still have to live. I am like, actually, I'm really, I, the crazy thing about being in your 30s is that you, I, my experience, I'm 33, it's my Jesus year, and um, that's funny because someone's response was Jesus, which is great. Um, <laughs> I'm 33, and I really like. I 33 is so great because I feel so confident. I feel more confident than I've ever felt. And still, then I think, what an interesting system. What an interesting thing where the more confident, the more comfortable you are with yourself, the more your body goes like, we had a job <laughs> earlier. <laughs> and now it's, and now it's we're on lunch, you know? And then you realize, oh shit, like I gotta fill out the rest of the afternoon. You know, like you realize it's not gonna get much better unless you know I'm betting on fame I'm betting on like two three years get like a really good trainer you know what I mean and then they'll be in charge of my ass it'll be their job I don't know what the rest of you guys are gonna do how are you doing yeah what, what what's going on what's I was gonna like it's usually sometimes I talk to people about their jobs and stuff, but now I've just been talking. So well, how old? How old are you? <laughs> You're 22. Oh, see, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you made it here. Yeah. How, how's 22? Yeah. What do you? Did you? What's going on in your life? What's like the? What's What's happening for you? You're transferring to a different school. What, and how, how, long, how long do you have left in school? Uh, two, more two more years. And w- why are you transferring? Um, film major. You're a film major, yeah. so... <laughs> gotta, gotta get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to transfer to? Uh, Cal State Northridge. Cal State Northridge? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go Ridges, right? <laughs> That's the mascot? The Ridge? <laughs> that, you should claim that. Don't be like, that was not me. You should be like, that was me. Because that was awesome. That was the sound of pure joy. I loved it. 
that's you know you could never be you can't be professional laugher what a bummer like you can't ever go and sit in a studio audience because they would be like you have to actually leave <laughs> so you're messing with like the levels like everybody else no <laughs> oh they must have been filming a western next door <laughs> sound like a horse you don't sound like a horse you know what sounds like a horse <laughs> That sounds like a horse, but I was like, you still have a cool laugh. Um, 22, I believe you're going to be a filmmaker. You're going to make really important movies. Probably, you seem like it. Yeah, you're on the right path, getting it done. 22, you already know what you want to do. That's pretty crazy. It's pretty good, good for you getting ahead of it. You know, that's great. Is, are you guys, what's up with you? Are you guys people that know each other? In what sort of a way? Friends since elementary school. Wow. Really? When Harry met Sally, he told me, like, this is not going to happen. <laughs> you guys are going to be friends since elementary school. That's cool. Or actually, I don't know. Maybe both of you are gay. I don't know anything about it. I don't mean it. And that's not a, like a... I just mean... I gotta stop even doing that myself. Just being like, how'd you make it work? And then we're like, we don't, we don't wanna. Because that's how I made it work with a lot of my male friends. It's like, how'd you guys stay friends? I didn't wanna fuck him at all. Not at all. Never? No. What about that? Oh, he thought for a minute, but it was. I had had Indian food. So I was just like, can we go to your place? I had to burp a lot in privacy. Okay. <laughs> You're mad at me, Rita, because I keep talking and I should just bring up the final comic. You're right. Well, listen, good luck to you, you little group of friends. Love the cassette tape. Everybody else, I didn't talk to you, but I already, in my heart, know your ages. <laughs> And we got one final comic on the show, and he is hilarious. And he just moved to L.A. like a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, when you just move here, I mean, he's already very successful. He moved from New York where he was a very successful comic. He's going to be just great. But when you move here, sometimes you're just, like, not sure if people are friendly or rad. You don't know where the people even are. They're in Ubers, but you don't know how to find them. <laughs> or Lyfts, maybe, depending. Um, and... So you guys are here tonight, and it's a full-packed house, so you can really go nuts and welcome him to our city. How does that sound? Well, please welcome Mr. Adam Newman, guys. Give it up for Adam. Wow, what a nice intro. For my second thing, uh, I, I, have one, I have one cassette I still own. It is a LaBouche single that I won at a, my friend Eric's bar mitzvah at a, winning an air guitar competition when I was 12 and a half. So there you go. I still have it. I have it tattooed inside my butt crack. Um, <laughs> whew, it wasn't getting a laugh. I had to think of something to get a laugh in there real quick. Otherwise, it was just going to have to sail into the second thing, which is not great either. Here's the first joke. Ready? I don't normally do political stuff, but uh, four more years is a fun thing to yell at a candidate you like. Not a cool thing to yell at a 14-year-old girl you like. There you go. It's the first one I planned for tonight. 
And this is the thing, Coach. So here's the thing. You know, you, you, normally you do a stand-up set and and you ease into it with, with some some nice jokes everyone can laugh at and and you get everybody on your side. But there's not really time for that tonight. So can I skip to the weird one? Can we do that? Let's. This is all right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so this is the one that I wanted to do. Um, uh, I'm caught up on every. TV show. Everything you binge on, on on HBO Go or Netflix, I've seen every episode of everything. I had a night off a few nights ago. I thought I would stay in and watch the worst B-horror movie that I could find on Netflix, and I came across the movie Wolf Cop. Have any of you guys seen that one yet? Has anybody seen Wolf Cop? None of you? You have? One? All right. I'm glad at least one, so you can know that everything I say about it is about to be true, but it's fine. The rest of you who have not seen Wolf Cop, you get it, right? Like, I don't have to, I don't have to explain what happens. It's a, it's a cop and the moon comes out and he turns into a werewolf, right? And like every werewolf movie, you're waiting for that first transformation scene, right? That's always the best scene in a werewolf movie. The first time they turn into a werewolf. Michael Jackson in Thriller, you want to see him turn into the werewolf. Michael J. Fox in Teen Wolf, you want to see that first time he transforms. Even a non-werewolf movie, like The Incredible Hulk, you want to see that first time he hulks out, right? What do all three of those transformation scenes have in common? You never see the dick. (laughs) change, right? You've never seen the dick transform in any of those monster movies you've ever seen in your entire life, right? Guess what happens in Wolf Cop? (laughs) I'll give you one guess to what happens in Wolf Cop. Uh, You see his dick change First, It's the first part of them that changes. I don't know why they don't do this in every werewolf movie. It's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. There is a police officer in Wolf Cop that turns into a werewolf dick first. And it is the most amazing scene I've ever seen. I'm sorry I'm going to spoil it. I already did a little bit for you. Wolf Cop 2014. You can see it on Netflix. There's a police officer. He goes. He's like an alcoholic. He's at a bar. He goes to the bathroom to go pee, right? And they don't show his dick right away. They just show him at the urinal, and they show his pee stream. And it's yellow like a normal pee stream. All of a sudden, the pea stream turns from yellow to red. Ew. Gross. I know. I agree with you. I don't want to see that either. But you do got to imagine, if you are a human and your body's about to go through all the changes from person to wolf, there's going to be internal bleeding, right? There's a very realistic portrayal of what happens inside your body if you want to look at it like that. So it goes from yellow to red, and then it cuts to his face, and he's looking down like, I don't like any of that. I don't like that whole situation. I didn't want that. And then it cuts to the dick for the first time, and it's already not a human it's, it's already not a human dick, but it's also not a wolf dick yet. It's somewhere in between. It's like B-movie effects. It's some, like, big, swollen, white potato. It looks like a fucking potato. It looks like a potato. And then it cuts back to his face, and he's really sweating, and he's looking down like, I don't want it to be a potato. I didn't come in here expecting to see a potato, and I don't like the whole situation. And then it cuts back to the dick for the second time, and now it's twice as big, and it's swelling. And the camera angle's down here, so you're looking up at it, and there's just like wolf potato balls like in your face with his face in the background going through like the whole range of emotions you would go through. And then it cuts to the dick for the third time, and now it's three times as big, and it's pulsing and it's swelling and it's bleeding and then all of a sudden 
it explodes and there's blood everywhere and out from the explosion just comes a big old black hairy dog dick and I've never seen anything like it and the truth is I haven't seen the whole movie yet I haven't seen the whole movie I haven't because I had to stop it I stopped it right there because I had to rate it five stars on the spot because I've never seen a scene like that in a movie in my entire life and I thought it deserved it five stars for a wolf cop wolf cock I thought it was very well deserved it's a weird joke to start with, and, I, you know, you lose people. I get it, but it, it, whether you liked it or not, who is going to go home and probably watch the first 20 minutes of that movie, at least, right? I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not getting any wolf kickback. Um, let's see. Uh, so, you know, UCB, obviously, one of the most favorite places for almost any comedian to perform at. When we go on the road, usually, uh, you know, we do comedy clubs. Before I go to a new comedy club, my favorite thing to do is to read the Yelp reviews and see what maniacs are showing up at comedy clubs not having a good time. That is fascinating to me. I was just in Raleigh, North Carolina, and this is the best Yelp review I have ever read for a comedy club in my life. It was. I slipped in the wet lobby and hit my head on a fern, and everyone laughed at me. Okay? <laughs> Ferns are soft, by the way, so who gives a shit? Um, then I ordered the fish dinner, and it gave me diarrhea. Then the comedian made fun of me. I didn't like it. <laughs> One star. That Yelp review is funnier than any comedy show I've ever been to. It really is. Comedy is my favorite thing in the world. I hope you guys have had a great time tonight. I would rather follow that guy around than see my favorite comedian. I really would. I don't know who your favorite comedian ever is. Sarah Silverman, Bill Burr, George Carlin could come back from the dead. I would rather follow that guy around while he slipped, hit his head on things, shit himself, and people made fun of him. That's a five-star evening, if you ask me. That's a wolf cop evening. <laughs> All right. That's it for me. Thank you guys very much. Have a good night. Guys, keep it going for Adam Newman. He's hilarious. Adam Newman. And how about for everybody you saw tonight? Everybody. And also, let's give it up for Ryan McMenamin in the booth. Our producer, Ryan, in the booth. Producer of our podcast. Always and our a life total show. hero. And that's right. We should remind not only is this a great live show and we're here every Tuesday night, but this is also available as a podcast. So if there's any night that you can't get here, if there's any week you can't get here on a Tuesday, you can listen from your houses. I can't believe it either. In your ears. That's Rio Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. Guys, have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to laugh, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to clap, put your hands together, put your hands together.
This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun, with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.